Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He's not going to take it and just not talk about it at all. He's going to open it and speak about it. Now, why would he do this? Well, not only does he know that Satan loves to divide, but 1 Corinthians 5. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? What does Paul know? If this problem in the church between these two ladies doesn't get solved, you know what happens next? It spreads to the whole church. Have you ever been part of a church split? They aren't at all pleasant to experience. They generally can be traced back to a disagreement that if remedied at the beginning, wouldn't have spread throughout the church. In this passage Pastor Mark is teaching from, the Apostle Paul is nipping a potential situation in the bud. By being forthright, he helps to undo a rift that Satan would have loved to use to possibly divide the Philippian church. If you're in a similar situation, don't be a tool of the devil. Make things right and work to be a unifier in your church and not a divider. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Philippians chapter 4 with part 1 of his message, Stand United for the Sake of the Gospel. You've turned to Philippians chapter 4. Let me just talk to you a moment about a couple things. Let me remind you that as we study today, we're not studying a novel. This isn't a fictional book. You see, the Bible is all true, and it involves real people, real life, and real principles. God's word, because of that, needs to be taken seriously and applied practically. And when we know this truth, and whenever we obey God's word, our life changes forever. The title of our teaching today is Stand United in Unity for the Sake of the Gospel. I want you to finish these two simple statements this morning. So when you get there, finish it for me, nice and loud, out loud. United we stand, divided we fall. Here's the second one. A house divided against itself cannot, cannot stand. You know, unity is, is all over our newspapers. I got up this morning and the headlines from overseas was this. Why unity in Europe is essential. Well, we know all the deals with Greece and all the things that are happening there. 
But it's here in our country as well. This is just the news line from this week. Herman Cain says Rick Perry is orchestrating a smear campaign. Here's the next headline. Rick Perry denies leaking Herman Cain's allegations. So here we have two Republicans, candidates that are not in unison. Now, who likes these two statements here? Who likes to watch this happen? Romney, he loves it. Praise God. And all the Democrats love it. Oh, here's another one. NBA players at odds with NBA owners. See, there's no unison. Nobody can get together. Well, is unison important in your life and in mine? Well, definitely. Now, in our Bible study today, we're going to be reminded of the very first principle you want to write. Here you go. Life is all about personal relationships. When you look at all of those areas, Europe, the elections that are coming up, whether we're going to have a basketball season or not, it's not about organizations. It's really, bottom line, all about people. Every person was created by God to be connected to God and to people. That's the way we were designed, in vibrant, personal relationships. You know it as a fact. We don't do life alone. Everyone here has personal relationships. Think of all the people that you interact with, marriage, children, grandchildren, work, school, church, friend relationships, all kinds of relationships. Now, those relationships are real. You see, as you listen to me today, we're experiencing real life. This is not like some kind of mirage. We're here and we deal with real people. Now, sometimes when we deal with real people, real trouble happens. Difficulties arise. Take a look at some of these. Real life contains conflict, contention, disagreements, hurt feelings, broken relationships. Now today, Paul is going to tell us how to resolve all of those things. But I do know this, since no one here at this campus ever has been experiencing any of those, I'm going to dismiss you in about two minutes and just give you an extra hour and a half off. And all I want you to do is sometime this week, come back, get a DVD and a CD, and take it to one of your friends that needs to hear what I'm going to say. Because I know none of you need to hear what I'm going to say. What do you think? Wrong. You're exactly right. You see, those words, they're always in and out of our lives in all kinds of situations. So Paul begins to give us the answer to it. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. Paul says this, Therefore, my brothers, you whom I, I love and I long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Now, this is Paul writing to a church. 
Years before Paul established this first church in Europe, it was a Roman colony. The city was called Philippi. And he had established there as the pastor many warm and intimate friendships. Of course, he's writing now from Rome and he's in prison. And notice the words of encouragement, the words of intimacy, but also you will see words of correction. One of the things I think is very important is notice Paul loves these Christ followers at Philippi. And he is not afraid to state it. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love, I long for, dear friends. As you know, when I study to teach you, I have to deal with the scriptures for myself before I can talk to you about them. Well, God spoke to me about this. And I want to remind you of a couple things today. Now is the time to tell our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our friends that we love them. Now is the time not only to tell them, but to treat them like we love them. Saying to a friend, a close friend, or a spouse, or your grandchildren, or people that you just hang with, I love you, is a manly thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I just want to say, because God spoke to me, Paul writes to this church and he just basically says to them, I love you guys. I love you, man. And he's not afraid to say it. And I think I haven't said that enough to you. So from the elders and the pastors and all of our wives, I just want to say for all of that leadership that we have here, We love you guys at CCM. You're an amazing blessing to us. We know that God has brought you here so we can change our world together. You probably don't know, but every weekend as we put on our services, thousands of you are serving God with your time and your energy and your giftings. Thank you so much. Last weekend, we had all kinds of people serving at the Fall Fest. Well, we ministered to more than 20,000 people. And then Friday night, Linda and I were at this thing called a silent auction for our Christian Academy. Last year, they had 100 people. This time, they had 300 people. It was fantastic. We came at 6 and left at 10. It was amazing. So I just want to say to you, I love you. Thank you from all the team to you guys at all the campuses. Well, while I was studying that verse... I looked it up in the Message Bible. Now, you can't ever use the Message Bible for doctrine because it's just one man kind of writing up-to-date kind of words and, and putting it in his own terms. And I want you to look at me because I, I'm going to read this to you. This isn't from the elders and the pastors. This isn't from my wife. This is from me, your pastor, from my heart to yours. My dear, dear friends, I love you so much I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy. You fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Steady in God. I love you guys so very much. Thanks for being 
at CCM. Now, Paul, unafraid to say that, we don't know, but most people think Philippi was his favorite church. And uh, when that church got started, women, by themselves basically, played a major role, not only in the founding, but the functioning of that church before guys kind of really came along. In fact, Lydia, that woman that made purple clothing and whatever and all kind of fabric, she was the very first convert in Europe. And uh, she played this amazing role, just like all you women do here at CCM and our campuses. Well, while Paul's in Rome, he gets word. Now, they didn't have Twitter and Facebook or whatever, so either somebody came from Philippi to Rome, or he got a, a letter carried to him. And here's what the letter said. Paul, there's trouble inside the church back at Philippi. Well, what would Paul do? Would he kind of just go, well, let me just pray for that and scoot it under the rug and not think about it? No, you're going to see that Paul is going to address this real situation because he knows it involves real people. And you're going to see today he was well aware of real disaster if he doesn't address it. Look at verse 2. You're right there. Philippians 4.2. Paul says this, I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. And yes, I ask you, local yoke fellow, another person in the church, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause for the gospel along with another man named Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Now, sometimes when we read that, we don't have any kind of a concept of how that worked. I want you to see how it really worked. So here in Melbourne, I want you to be that little church in Philippi. You're this little church. Well, The little church at Philippi was maybe 100, 150 people. We don't know. Could even be less than that. Could be more than that. But Paul sent what you have in your hand, the whole book of Philippians, was a letter. Didn't have chapters. Didn't have verses. It was a letter. And so when they would get a letter from Paul, they would have called all you together. And you would come excited And somebody, one of the elders or one of the pastors that was there, could be uh, Epaphroditus, could be Timothy, we don't know who, he would get up and begin to read this letter. And he would start at the first page, which is chapter 1-1. Again, no chapters of verse. And just read the letter. Now, you know, that's it's a pretty long letter. So some of those people in the church, by the time he gets to chapter 4, what are they doing? Yeah, they kind of put, you know, I know none of you ever do that here. But they were probably asleep. And then I'm going to use different names. Then they kind of come awake quick because here's what they hear. I plead with Mark and I plead with Mark's wife, Linda, to quit arguing. (laughs) Nobody's sleeping now. Especially who? Look at the verse again. Who who isn't sleeping? 
Iodia and who? Syntyche. I mean, how many would like to have your name in the Bible? By the way, I have my name in the Bible. Mark. <laughs> Praise God. Didn't know it. I special. I also have another name in the Bible. M. Balmer. M. Balmer. My wife is Mary Linda. M. Balmer. We're both embalmers. That's why we're in the ministry. We take care of things. Well, how would you like to be in that church service? Think about this. And your name is called out. And the, the, the comment is, get over it. Quit arguing. Get back in peace. Now, one of those ladies over on this side of the congregation, what just happened to her? Face got red as a beat. Because everybody goes... And the other lady on the other side of the congregation, she just drained as white as can be. Oh, let me get out of this church. How do I get out of here right now? Why did Paul do that? This is the way it would have happened. It isn't like somebody's reading a story. They would have been there. Now the whole church knows. They probably kind of knew anyway because it's a small church. But here they are. And you can imagine what's happening. Well, the reason Paul did this is because he knew this principle, and you need to know it. Please write it down. God loves to unite. Satan loves to divide. You see, in this letter, Paul writes about many doctrinal errors. We've covered lots of them. But here, in verses 2 and 3... He doesn't talk about doctrine. He talks about personal problems between two real people, two real women. And he isn't talking about some problem outside the church. He's talking about a problem inside the church. So I'm going to spend this week addressing relationship problems from the principles Paul gives us. This week, we're going to talk about unity in the church and unity in our relations with people. How do we accomplish that? We begin, as you look at this, unity in the church and unity in our people relationships one with another. Now, look at me for a moment. Let me explain these two, two ladies. Remember their names? Euodia and Syntyche. They were... Real believers. They weren't people that were playing at it. There was division, contention between both of these women. Now, we know they're faithful. We know that they really were friends of Paul because what did he say? When he was there in that church, they fought side by side to present the gospel outside the church. And we also know they're definitely believers. Look at the end of verse 3. What's in the end of verse 3? What, what's he say? Because their names were where? In the book of life. How does your name get in the book of life? You have to be a real believer. See, if your name's in the book of life, you're going to heaven. If your name's not in the book of life, you don't go to heaven. Now, some of you don't have your name in the book of life. We'll talk about that today, and you can get your name in the book of life. It's all by God's grace and forgiveness. So, here's something that's strange to us, and quite often we don't even think about it. These are two mature believers who are having difficulty getting along. See, even 
disunity among mature believers is not new. It happened 2,000 years ago. It still happens today. These aren't little flaky people that kind of show up to church once in a while. No, these are people that are real believers. Paul loves the church. You just saw that. And he loves these two believers enough to do something that Ephesians says. Ephesians 4 says this. We need to learn to speak the truth in love. So he's not angry, but he's to the point. He's not going to take it and just not talk about it at all. He's going to open it and speak about it. Now, why would he do this? Well, not only does he know that Satan loves to divide, but 1 Corinthians 5. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? What does Paul know? If this problem in the church between these two ladies doesn't get solved, you know what happens next? It spreads to the whole church. And pretty soon... We have Team A, LSU over here. And we have Team B, Alabama over here. And pretty soon, there's a battle on the field. And it's in the church. If you've ever been in a church and have gone through a church split, you know how miserable it is. How did it happen? Satan got inside. See, if he can't beat us outside, he comes right inside. And how does he do it? Through real people. Here to mature people. So Paul knows he's going to have to deal with it. Now, think about this. What was the problem? What was the contention? What were they fighting over? Tell me. That's exactly right. We don't have any clue. Why doesn't Paul... Don't you want to know? I want to know. (laughs) But Paul doesn't tell us anything. Why doesn't he tell us? Has nothing to do with it. Because he's going to give us the solution to it. So the solution that Paul gives us is the solution to every problem. That's huge. It's not just this problem. It's the solution to all disunity, contention, strife. I need to know that because I'm a real person. And those things happen in my life. So he's going to offer the solution. Now, I want you to take a look and see if you can get the solution. Here it goes. In the NIV, that verse says this. Paul says, agree with each other. I'll help you with the answer. In the Lord. In the ESV, it says, agree in the Lord. You should be getting close anytime now. The New King James says, be of the same mind in the Lord. And the New Living Translation says a little different, but it's the same principle. Because you belong to the Lord, hey, settle your disagreement. So Paul says the solution to contentions, divisions, disagreements, broken relationships has to do with my own personal relationship with the Lord. You see, everything will go back to my relationship with the Lord. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you, as if you needed reminding, that life is full of conflicts. He used an example from the Bible to illustrate that you're no different than people at the beginning of the church age. He taught that the solution for you is the same as it was then. Forgive the wrong, even if you didn't start it, and move on in Christ. We 
know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching, Stand United for the Sake of the Gospel. He will reiterate the fact that while God wants His people to be in unity, Satan wants nothing more than to destroy your harmony with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You'll learn more about God's view of unity as well as what to do when you have conflict. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving